This is the Adventure Church Podcast. We are so glad you're here. Pastor CJ started a new series last week called Why? And today is sharing part two of his message, Their Time is Coming. Our God is a just God, and he understands injustice. He will right all wrongs and heal all wounds. Remember, God records and rewards your goodness, but he also will judge the wicked. We hope you enjoy this message. Now for all you that are with me, take out your sermon notes, and I see I got 20 minutes, amen. So I want to pick up, and that's going to be the shortest one in history, amen. I want to pick up where we left off last week about our Y series, and I want to talk about part two, uh, Their Time is Coming, and I'm so excited about this series. I, I've got so many uh, texts and emails and stuff about this series so far, uh, and I shared with you some pretty vulnerable things last week about my daughter and my son and situations, but um, how many of you know that their time is coming? The wicked may feel and think like they're getting away with what they're doing right now, but their time is coming, that God has set a time that when he will judge the wicked and the bad and the good, amen, and their time will be coming. But if you have your notes, we talked about this last week in Acts chapter 17, verse 31. I want to go back to that again. It says, for he has set a day. Everybody say set. A day is set. Let me just say this to you. A day is set. The Bible says that no man knows the time of the hour when the Lord will appear. Our job as believers is to be ready when he does come, that we have to have our bags packed and ready for when the Lord comes. If we knew that God was coming tomorrow, guess what we'd do? We'd get ready. We'd start packing our bags and be making sure our heart was clean, our attitudes were right, man, our thoughts were right, all these things because we knew that God was coming tomorrow. But God said he set a day day that no man knows except himself, that when he could come. So he keeps us in the suspense, and he keeps us that we should be ready at all times, in season and out of season. And he says, he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. And so if you have your notes, to set means to single out that judgment day has been chosen, that God has singled out a judgment day or set a time or a date when it's been chosen. No man knows, but it's going to happen. Aren't you glad that day is someday going to happen? Amen. The dead in Christ shall rise, and then we shall appear before the Lord. And then when we do, we're going to be standing before the judgment seat of Christ. The judgment has been marked and the moment reserved. Amen. That God has reserved that spot. Judgment is not a possibility. It is a stark reality. It is going to happen. Amen. I remember when I came into the Christian sector or the religious sector or the religious world or however you want to call it when I first became a believer. And back in the 70s when I came into it, I remember that vein, that vein was Jesus is coming. Get right or get left. Don't watch the television. You're going to go to hell when you watch the television. And it was always about, man, Jesus' return. How many can remember that? Amen. That Jesus returned. If you go to this movie, you're going to do that. If you go to the bowling alley, it was all about. Jesus returned. And for a long time, man, I heard that for so many times. For, man, I don't know how long that went on, about maybe 10 years. But what was happening to me was it was starting to weaken its excitement or it started dampering that his return because it was one year, two years, three years. And then now it's even further on since the 70s. And I kind of lost that zeal and that excitement that, oh, I'll believe it kind of when I see it. How many ever felt like that? Come on. 
You really felt like that? But you know what? Jesus doesn't come yet because he doesn't want any to perish. God could come in the twinkle of an eye. But the reason why Adam, God, doesn't come right now, Lucy, is because I don't want any to perish. And he's given us all an opportunity, an equal opportunity at that, that we all come to the saving knowledge of him so that none shall perish. Even though God has marked the time, he wants to come. God wants to come. He wants to take his people home with him. He's a jealous God. He doesn't want to lose anyone, but he doesn't want to, also he wants to gain everyone. He doesn't want to lose anyone, but he wants to gain everyone. So what he's doing, he's waiting for that mark time that he has reserved that when he comes for all of us. Amen? So he says, listen, in Matthew 16, verse 27, I love this. He said, for the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels. Then he will reward each person according to what they have done. I don't know about you, but some of you, your rewards are going to be great. I'll tell you, man, I, I can't tell you enough about how you guys are. If you, if you ever look and read the book of Proverbs, read Proverbs 6. It talks about the ants, and when the ants work together, there's no limit to what you can do. You know what you guys are as a congregation? You're a bunch of ants. Man, you guys work together. Man, I'll tell you, there's no limit to what we do here. I mean to tell you, Dale, it's so fun watching all of you guys work together. And you know what the thing about an ant? An ant can carry twice the amount of his weight. And you guys, man, when you guys come together, I mean, it's so fun watching what you all do as a church and how we make it all happen. It's all because God's working for the glory of the Lord, and God's going to reward you for that. Unbelievers will be punished, and believers will be saved by grace and applaud it, and get this now, and applaud it for their works. How many of you like the appreciation when, when you do something good, you'd like to be appreciated for it. You want to maybe sometimes be recognized for it. Even though the Bible says don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, there is a good feeling about being applauded sometimes, being appreciated. You know what I'm talking about? Wives, man, why are we going to honor mothers this coming up week? Uh, we honor mothers for what they do and who they are, Robin, and all the good things that mothers do. And it was great to see your daughter at the mother-daughter banquet, and I saw her yesterday and said hi to her. But wasn't that fun to be with your daughter? And I saw that picture of you and her, and Robin, you were beaming from ear to ear. You need to be applauded because your daughter, look at her now. She's a pastor's kid. She's going to work of the Lord. That's to you and John. You need to be applauded for that. Amen? But you see what I'm talking about? Doesn't it feel good to be applauded and be appreciated for what you do? How many of you know that everything that you do under the sun, God sees? God never misses anything that you do. And Lisa, everything you do, I see all your little posts and stuff and what you're trying to do, get this Bible study started. Everything that you guys do, nothing gets missed by God. And one day, you're going to stand before the judgment seat, and you know what he's going to do, Terry? He's going to applaud you, Kevin, for everything that you do. He's going to applaud you, and he's going to say, Adam, man, when you reached out and you did that thankful thing for that person, what you have many, many times, and I don't have to go there, God says, man, I'm going to applaud you for those things that you do. God sees what you do, and he's going to bless you. You see, listen, the scales, if you have your notes, the scales will be balanced. You ever take one of those scales, and, and I have to be honest, when I wrote this sermon, I have to really be honest, I went back to my B.C. days, okay, okay, please forgive me, sinner, sinner, down below, pucker up and let it go, uh, but, I, but, I, but I went back to my B.C. days, and uh, 
we used to have those scales, you know, and we'd weigh grams. You can figure the rest out, right? And uh, I told you my BC days. And uh, but what happened was is that when the scale would get a little weighted, you could always tell, and you had to make it balanced to the according to the grams that you were trying to give away. Let me just put it that way, right? Right? And so it, you had to make it level. So we had these little brass weights, and the, each one of those weights were grams, one gram, two gram, three gram. And then you'd have it like that, and then you'd bring it up to what you sold, right? And so the scales would be level. And so at first, what happens with God, the scales will be level. And what do you mean by that, Pastor? You see, right now, sometimes in our minds, we feel and sense that sometimes that the wicked or the unbelievers get away with so much more than we do. They get blessed, and they seem to be honored more than we do. They seem to be more uh, financially stable than maybe we do. They seem to have more uh, material things than maybe we do. And they seem to have all these things more than when we do, and we're supposed to be children of God, and we're supposed to be his people, and he's never let us be forsaken, and all these things. But yet, why do they seem to be more prosperous sometimes than we are? Have you ever said that and felt that? Well, the scales are going to be leveled. And they may feel like they're winning right now and they're out of sync right now. But when we stand before the Lord, God is going to make the scales level. And we're all going to be on the same playing field. And here's what's going to happen. When we're all on the same playing field with God, God is going to judge us for the good and also the bad. So let me just say, their reward here on earth may look great and glamorous and prosperous, but it's only for a season. Ours as believers, now you got to get this, ours as believers is for eternity, forever and ever and ever, amen. There's no more ending to the blessings that we have in store for us when we get to meet Jesus in the air and we hear the final words him say to us, well done, thy good and faithful servant, go to the place that I prepared for you. That's when the scales are going to finally show themselves that we win as believers. Come on, somebody say amen. Isn't that right? So they may seem prosperous right now, but if you have your notes, he will publicly pardon his people. Wow. He will publicly pardon his people. What do you mean? In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, look at what he said. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us. What is due us for the things done while in the body? Now look what he said. What is due us, whether good or bad? You see what he's saying? We will receive, Sharon, what is due us, whether good or bad. So their time is coming. And what appears to be happy and this and that and the other thing right now, their day or their destiny is coming. And the scales are going to be leveled. They're going to be balanced. And God is going to reward the believer as well as the unbeliever. And I thank God that I'm on the believer side. Somebody say amen. Amen. And he says they're going to be leveled. Nothing with God goes unnoticed. He sees all. He knows all. And he hears all. 
He sees, knows, and hears everything that is done. Nothing gets by with God. God is your Abba Father. He sends the Holy Spirit to comfort us, to teach us, to guide us into all truth. He's here amongst us right now. He goes wherever we go. So he hears all, sees all, and knows all. He understands when the mom does all the tireless things and never feels appreciated. He understands when dad feels doesn't feel honored when he goes to work every day and feels like he's just a paycheck and doesn't feel honored. God understands everything that we go through in life. And when you sacrifice and when you give up and you do all these things, God gets a smile on his face. He gets excited because he sees what his people are doing for not only him, but for his family and for the kingdom. And it excites God. Amen. You see, I love this. The things that you think you get away with, God knows. But the Lord also sees the heart of the wicked. You see, in Romans chapter 2, verse 16, he says, this will take place on the day when God judges. Now, watch this. When God judges people's secrets through Jesus Christ. In other words, secrets. Secrets are things untold. Secrets are things that maybe that no one else knows but maybe you. He says, as my gospel declares, what is a secret? Maybe things that you think that nobody knows about, but guess what? God does. God knows everything. Have you ever said, I've, I, I've said this, and I have I said this secret. I've told you that secret is supposed to be a secret. A secret is just between what? Between you and someone else, right? Amen? But every time you do something, you think you're doing a secret between just someone else, but just you and someone else, but guess what? That secret is already broken because God already knows. So the things that you think you're doing, God already knows. There's only one reference that God says he's a rewarder of those in the secret place, and that's in Matthew chapter 6. He says, go into your closet, shut the door behind you, and he says, when you pray, God will reward you for what is done in secret. That's the only time that God, Judy, uh, Lucy, God talks about being in secret. He doesn't talk about hiding and holding on to hidden sins or secrets and things. God says, no, he wants us to be transparent. He wants us to be open. He wants us to be without sin, without spot or wrinkle. And yes, we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're going to make mistakes. But God says, listen, there's no secret or nothing that's hidden from me. There is no secret when it comes to the judgment seat of Christ. Nothing is hidden from him. Your note says this, when we want to repay evil for evil to someone that has hurt us, don't worry. Their time is coming. I mean, I mean, want to ever pay evil for evil. Amen? You hit me, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you back. I love what it says in 1 Corinthians 4, verse 5. Uh, this, this is something to me. I, I had to remind myself many times about this. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. The appointed time when we all stand before the judgment seat of God. How many knows there's only one lawgiver, there's only one judge, and that's the Lord? We are not appointed to be judges. What we are appointed to do is fruit testers. There's a difference between a judge. A judge gives a verdict. Fruit testers see what, the, what their lifestyle's like. God calls us to be fruit testers. Do you see the fruit in the person's life? Not to judge the person, not to sit there and judge them and cast them out and call the verdict down, guilty, this, that, and the other thing. Even though we see what they're doing, our job is to say, God, you're the judge, and you will read the final verdict, Right? Then he goes on to say, therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light. 
He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness, those secret places, those things that we think we'll get away with, those things that we don't think God sees, those things that God sees, everything that we do. He will bring to light what is in darkness. Now watch this. And expose the motive of the heart. Woo! Man, I don't know if I want to do that. God is going to bring it to light, Harlan. So what the wicked think they're getting away with and what we think we get away with, guess what? The day of judgment, God's going to bring it to light. And he's going to shine the light on it. He's going to say, hey, you thought you got away with that? No, wrong. Think again. He says, and will expose the mortal man. At that time, each will receive their praise from God. That's pretty harsh. But it's true. It's the stark reality that there's going to be a day of judgment for the good and for the bad, for the believer and the unbeliever, and we're all going to stand before the judgment seat, and they're going to get receive their punishment for what they thought they got away with. You don't get your eyes on what they're doing and what they're not doing. You keep your eyes on Jesus, and he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on him, and let God take care of those other things. And what happens is the enemy wants us to get so distracted by all this other stuff that it keeps our eyes off on him that what really matters most. And what God is trying to say, wait a minute, I'll take care of that. Listen to this. Our praise or rejection from him is coming. You just remain in peace with him. Heaven, now watch this, heaven can't be heaven with secrets or buried past. Woo. I mean, that's true. Heaven can't be heaven with secrets or buried past. Because heaven's a place of holiness, purity, without sin, without sickness, without problems, without situations. And God will reveal it. You see, listen, the hope of the believers won't stand before the bench alone. The hope of the believers. No, here's our hope. The hope of the believers won't stand before the bench alone. Guess who's going to be at the right hand of us? Jesus. He's going to be our advocate. And he's going to stand before the God, and he's going to say, hey, yeah, Kevin, man, he repented of this God, and he made things right of this, and he made things right, and he, man, repented, and he confessed, and he did this, and he did that as a believer. Man, I'm proud of him. You see, Jesus will be at our side as the sin is disclosed. So is the forgiveness. You see, listen, when God reads the verdict, I love this. When God reads the verdict, the devil will hear the verdict. The saints will hear the verdict. How many know that's true? The demons will hear the verdict. I love this. The angels will hear the verdict. And here's the verdict. Not guilty. Bam. And the anvil, bam, will clash and say, Welcome, go into the place I prepared for you. Isn't that an awesome feeling to know that the enemy will hear the verdict? Man, the saints will hear the verdict. And what's going to happen when the saints hear the verdict? The angels in heaven are going to be rejoicing because why? You and I made it. We crossed over the finish line. We received our reward, the place that God has prepared for us. But what's going to happen with the wicked? Listen to this. Number two. He will applaud the service of his saints. You know, it's not by works that you have been saved, but it's by grace. How many, how many know that's true? But it's because of the grace and the love that you have for God and your experience and your relationship with God that we act out our works. Amen? 
I love my wife to pieces. I love my kids to pieces. I love my grandbabies to pieces. I love you to pieces. And I'll be willing to do anything it takes to help move them along, Steve, in their life. Why? Not because I'm looking for applaud or looking for this, but because I love them, and out of my love relationship for my wife, my kids, my grandbabies, you, I'm willing to go that extra mile. So God sees that in you. He sees that you're willing, Chris, to go the extra mile because out of your love relationship for God. If you have not love, you don't know God because God is love. And God does everything out of love. What is the central theme of the Bible? John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall what? Not perish but have everlasting life. God was motivated out of love. Everything he did, he did it for you because he loves you. What does God want us to be? He wants us to be a mirror or an image of him, that we walk out in his footsteps the same love that he demonstrated to us that we demonstrate to one another. And when we demonstrate our love, it's usually Robin in works. It's usually Joe in works. I demonstrate my love to Pastor Andrew in works, and I'm so proud of this young man. I'm taking him out tomorrow and giving his first evaluation tomorrow. So he's sweating, amen. He's got beads on his head. I told him today, just before worship, whoa, dun, 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 and I'm giving this first evaluation tomorrow. I said, don't sweat it. You're okay. But look what he says. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10, he says this, God is not unjust. Everybody has to understand that. God is not an unjust God. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you. God pays back trouble. Listen to this. He will not forget your work. And the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continued to help them. Wow. So, Dave, man, I, I saw what you did a couple weeks ago. And you and Sherry. I saw it. Not only did I see what you did, I saw the tears that brought from what you did. And God sees that. I had to walk away because I got so emotional about what they were doing. Man, it made me cry. But God sees it. And that's the thing you got to understand, that everything you do, God is so excited and so ready to reward you and honor you and to praise you and most of all, to applaud you for what you're doing for the kingdom of God. So, man, right, right now, it may be a rocky road, but God said, you hang in there. Hang in there. Fight the fight. Keep the faith. Finish the race. And when you do, I'm going to applaud you. Isn't that a great feeling to know? Whoo, that gets me excited. You can't. Your wood's wet. Amen? <laughs> if you invest your treasures to honor him on earth, look at this. He will give you more gifts in heaven. Can you imagine? What are those gifts going to represent? I can't wait. How many of you know the Bible says that we are king's kids? Why do you think he says we're king's kids? Because listen what he says. Because what are we going to receive when we get to heaven? We're going to receive the crown of righteousness that represents a king's kids, right? And in that crown are going to be rubies, pearls, sapphires, all these things. And you know what they're going to represent? Dave, you did this. You worked for, for uh, Alpha. You cooked. You did all these things. You led these people to the Lord. And you're going to place that crown on your head, and you're going to have your shoulders head high, and your neck up straight, your chest out, saying, I'm a king's kid. Can't touch this. Boom, doo, doo, doo. 
right? If you enlist your talents to, to his honor, he will give you more talents. How many know that's true? What happened with the one that buried it, but the one had many, he gave them more? God's given you talents and giftings and callings for a reason because he wants to multiply them in you to make you greater for him. Did you get that? He wants to multiply them in you to make you greater for him. And so God wants to reward you. Listen, Matthew 25, 23 says this, and I'm moving quickly. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. Can you imagine hearing those words? Why does he say servant? If you ever notice when you read a lot of the epistles, Philippians, Ephesians, and what does it say? I, Paul, a servant of God. I, Paul, or Timothy, or this and that. He says these different things, and he makes reference to it because a servant, what? Goes about the business of serving the kingdom or doing the work of the Father. And what does Mark chapter 10, verse 45 said? For I did not come into the world to be served, but to serve and give my life as a ransom for many. So what is the kingdom of God all about? It's about serving one another in honor of God. And when you honor God, God's going to honor you in the end. And your reward is going to be great. And so he says, listen, he said, servant, you have been faithful with a few things. Woo-hoo. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share. And your master's what? happiness. Celebrate good time. Come on. It's a celebration. Y'all don't know that neither, right? I'm going to wake you up. Amen. Look at this. God records and rewards your goodness. It's only fair that he does. How many know that's true? Now look at this last one. Go ahead, Andrew. This last one. You got to get this. This is their time is coming. The wicked shall pay for their wickedness. This is their time. He will honor the wishes. Now get this. The wishes of the wicked. They choose now. They choose now. God has given them an opportunity to receive. God has given them an opportunity to come to saving knowledge. God has given them an opportunity to accept him as Lord and Savior. But they chose not to. And how many know that a separation from God eventually is going to be a weeping and gnashing of teeth, eternal darkness, sorrow, pain, and suffering for eternity? God will grant you the desires or the wishes of your heart. And the wicked, if they are so departed from God and are hard-hearted from God and deaf-eared to God, their reward is going to be great. And most of all, their reward, Dave, is going to be for eternity. Can you imagine that, Bill? Eternity. 76 years old, the average lifespan. But then from that point on, eternity and suffering, weeping and gnashing of teeth and total separation from God where there's no hope or peace or strength. And most of all, joy. Ooh, that don't sound like a great place to me. Right? Their time is coming. Romans chapter 1, verses 21. For although they knew God, for all they know, all they knew God, how many have told somebody about the Lord and they choose to still reject, they still turn to run away and still turn and hide? Man, you're giving them the opportunity. How can they hear if they have not heard? The Bible says in Romans 12, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And you've brought good news to them. You've given them the opportunity to accept Christ, but they chose to reject them. 
He says this, they neither glorified God, him as God nor gave him thanks to him, but their thinking became fertile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of immortal God for their images made to look like mortal human beings and birds and animals and reptiles. Wow. So what does that mean? What does all that mean? All that means is this. Because God is a just God, he must honor the wishes of the wicked. This is what you choose. You ask for it, Toyota. You got it. Right? You ask for it, Toyota. The wicked will stand before the judgment seat of God with the advocate on their side, um, with no advocate on their side because of their wickedness, their wishes. Now watch this. When their deeds are read, there will be nothing but silence. Can you imagine that? There'll be nothing but silence. You know, when you do something good, when you win the championship, or when you win an award and all these things, people usually applaud for the accomplishments. But can you imagine this? When they stand before the judgment seat, look at this. It says on there, you have denied my presence. Silence. Wow. You have abused my children. Silence. Isn't that an awkward feeling? Why is it? Can I ask you something? Why is it that when we get into a large group of people sometimes and it's quiet, people get squirmish? And the first thing that comes to their mind is something's wrong. Can you imagine? They're going to be standing before God in all his glory. You abuse my children. Silence. After the second one, if I was that unbeliever, I think, uh-oh, something's wrong. Uh-oh. What Dawn told me is true. Uh-oh, my day of destiny. But can you imagine the third strike? You slandered my name. Silence. You ignored my word. Silence. You rejected my son. Silence. Ooh, can you imagine that, Brett? How eerie and how scary that will be. God is right. God is just. No one in heaven or hell will accuse the judge of injustice when he announces, depart from me. I never knew you. Justice will prevail. Don't worry. Don't take things into your own hand. Justice will prevail. Psalm 7, verse 11, as we close. God is a righteous judge. A God who displays his wrath every day. Their time is coming. God understands injustice. Maybe you felt injustice about some things that took place in your life. God understands that. He will right all wrongs and heal all wounds. Ooh, wow. He has prepared a place where life will be finally forever just. And that place 
is to be with him. There'll be no more strife. There'll be no more struggles. There'll be no more pain. There'll be no more sorrows. Will you stand with me today? Like I said, tonight's Miracle Sunday. I want to encourage you. Here's the encouragement. Don't get your eyes on the person to the right or to the left. Just like the Kentucky Derby yesterday, the majesty or the master or whatever the horse's name was crossed the finish line first. Now you got to get this. But he got out of his lane. Maximum security got out of his lane. My challenge to you is stay in your own lane. Run your own race. Don't get your eyes on what he or she's doing. You just keep your bags packed. And when you cross the finish line, you're not going to be disqualified. You're going to win. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for every individual and every believer that is here today. And I thank you that, Father, one day, one day we're going to receive our reward as well as the wicked are going to receive their reward. And, Father, I thank you and praise you that there's hope of knowing we may only like it here for a season, but that's all this is, is a season. And someday we're going to be with you forever and ever and ever. And there is no amen. You are a God with no period. You are a God of eternity. And I thank you, Father, for that. And I pray that, God, we will be prepared in our own hearts and our bags will be back, that when you do and when that day is set, we are ready for your appearing and for your judgment. Thank you, Father, for this wonderful, wonderful church. Bless them and keep them. May your hand be upon them, and we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you today. Have a great day in Jesus. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Adventure Church. Would you consider a financial gift to help support this ministry? Giving is simple and safe. Just go to our website, www.adventurechurchsiren.com, and click on the Give tab. Thank you for your generous gift.